Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. Hey, Steve here again, and what we're going to be talking about now is the key to effective vibrato. Um, now, I know I talk about vibrato quite frequently, and it always seems like when I ask people, hey, what do you have problems with when you're practicing? This is one of the things that tends to come up quite frequently. So I want to make sure that we're talking about this effectively so we can do something very small but very powerful to your guitar playing, to the output of your guitar solos and things like that. So what I want you to do is I want you to think about three different things, and then we're going to break all this down. Number one, I want you to think about slowing down. And the second thing I want you to think about is feeling the vibrato. And the third thing I want you to think about is hearing the effectivity of the vibrato that you're doing. Okay, how effective is it? Is it, is it, is it sounding the way that you want it to sound? Because oftentimes when we play, and I'm sure you know what this is like, when you start jamming or you're playing with somebody or whatever it might be, or you turn the camera on or, or whatever the, the situation might be, it kind of tense up. And then that's when all of a sudden, like the, the creative element that you practice all the time kind of goes out the window and you're left with this sort of robotic thing that tends to happen. And uh, that's what we want to try and avoid. Now, there's all kinds of different things that we can talk about with making that better, but let's talk about vibrato today. Okay. So for me, vibrato is one of the greatest things that you could possibly do on this instrument because it is a very human sounding element. So as I'm playing, if I just do something like this, it sounds just fine. But if I can start learning how to add more of this, I can get some different things happening with the sounds that I'm creating. So we tend to, as practicing guitar players, we tend to get stuck in a box where we're always thinking about theory or we're always thinking about scale patterns or, or you know, technique or something like that. And believe me, those things are important. There's no doubt about it. But we forget about the importance of trying to free our brain a little bit from thinking all the time and to start feeling and listening to what's actually happening. So what we're going to do here is we're going to look at a few different ways to approach vibrato to try and build the perfect vibrato for you. Now, I'm not going to tell you that there's only one way to do it. There's a million ways to do vibrato. I'm going to show you what I do, and then you can kind of build off that and figure out what's going to work best for you. So for me, what I think about is the style of music or the interpretation I am trying to um, portray while I'm playing. So if it's something very aggressive, I might have a bit wider vibrato, okay, or a bit more aggressive sounding vibrato. If it's something a little more melodic, then I'm going to try and go with something a little more subtle in my vibrato. So the first thing to do is just talk about vibrato. What is vibrato? Well, vibrato is when I take a note, I'll just go to the third fret of the, uh, uh, excuse me, the fifth fret of the third string here. Okay, now vibrato is when you take that note and you add a wave form to it. If you think about it, when I play it, we can just call that being static. So what I want to do is I want to take that note 
start giving it some body. It's starting to move, okay? So if you think about it in theory, what you're doing is taking a note that is in tune and you're slightly bending it until it's out of tune and then you're bringing it back in tune again. So it's a tension and release thing. Well, that's how vibrato works. You're not bending it to a note that's in tune and then back to a note that's in tune. Although in theory, I suppose we could do something like that. But really what we're trying to do is just create this subtle movement to this static sound and then bring it back. So it's creating a nice smooth waveform. Okay. Now your job is to figure out how wide do you want that waveform and how fast or slow do you want that waveform? That's what you're going to be trying to focus on, on the feel and the listening part of it. Okay. So the first part is just the execution, trying to make this vibrato. The second part is, is how does it feel and how does it sound? Well, for me, vibrato was basically done by rocking my wrist this way. It's like opening a doorknob for me. Okay. It's not done with the fingers. I don't push and pull the fingers like this because it tends to be too um, unstable. I can't really control as well as I would like to. Now, I'm not saying that that might not work for you, but for me, what, what happens is I actually control it by doing this. So I'm turning my wrist this direction and that's what's creating that. Okay. So if I play a note, I'll go back to that fifth fret there. And I just play that. Now you'll notice I'm doing the vibrato with my first finger right now. Now, I just, as a matter of fact, this morning I just saw a video of some little girl that was playing, um... And she got to the, um... What part did she get to? Uh, here. Oops, sorry. Where am I at here? There we go. She got to that little part in the song. But her... She was, I think she was seven, and her fingers were not yet strong enough to do the bending that she was looking for. Now, bending is a whole other conversation, but I want, what I want you to understand about vibrato is, is in order for you to manipulate it properly, you need to make sure that you're using the right sized guitar strings as well. So, you know, when we first start learning how to play, you know, people tell us, well, we should use this thickness of gauge because it's better for strumming or it's better for tone or blah, blah, blah. And all those things could be true. But when it comes to learning how to solo and sort of finesse the strings as you play, it becomes very important that the string size or string gauge that you're using is very, it's able to be manipulated in the way that you want. If your strings are way too thin, you might find yourself kind of bending out of tune or pulling those strings all the time and you're sort of out of tune. If the strings are too thick, which happens quite frequently, then you find that you can't really pull those strings the way you want to to create the vibrato or the bend or whatever it is that you might be working on. So in this case, when we're doing this vibrato, it's very important that those strings are comfortable to me to get the sound that I want. So as I'm soloing, if I'm jamming with people or whatever, I want to be able to bend in tune. I want to be able to add vibrato. I want to be able to do all these things very comfortably on the instrument without having to fight it. Okay. So I want you just to think about that a little bit because that's something that's very important as well. 
So as I'm doing this vibrato, I'm pulling the string slightly toward the floor. And then I'm releasing it. And then what I want to do is I want to replicate that distance again and that timing. Create this sort of uniform sound. Now, as I do this, and you'll see this if you start watching other guitar players as well, sometimes you'll see that the neck will start moving. And that's a very common thing because you're pulling the string, which is pulling the neck a little bit. And as you release, the neck moves. I'm not just, you know, out here in midair trying to go, you know, something like that. I'm using this, this, this tension of pulling the string, which is causing the neck to move a little bit. So it's just a, a, a motion that's happening. I'm not actually trying to move the neck, but it's happening because I'm pulling that string. And the neck starts moving a little bit. Again, it doesn't mean that's going to happen for you. I just want you to understand that it's, it's, my point isn't to move the neck. It's just happening as a result of my, my uh, motion of this vibrato. Okay, so that's the, the basic premise of the vibrato. Now the vibrato can go toward the floor. And the vibrato can go toward the ceiling. Okay, now either one would work just fine depending on what's most comfortable for you. Okay, pushing toward the ceiling or pulling toward the floor. Now there is another kind of vibrato that people talk about. There's actually two different kinds and I don't want to get too deep into these because they're a little less effective for most players. That doesn't mean it might not work for you, but one is what we refer to as the classical vibrato. And the classical vibrato is when you take the string and you move it back and forth in the fret itself, within that fret. So I'm not pulling or pushing the string. I'm literally just moving back and forth inside this one fret. Now, you're going to get a very, 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 very subtle vibrato by doing that, okay? And if you think about a classical guitar player, they're not really trying to get these kind of Eric Clapton-style vibratos, so that's a different thing entirely, but you will see that, okay? Um, we're not really talking about the classical-style vibrato, but I do want you to know what it, what, be aware of what it is. Now, the other thing that you'll hear about is, is more of what's called a circular vibrato, kind of when the hand kind of starts moving in a circle and you can start, sort of start seeing the finger sort of move in more of a circular motion. If you're enjoying this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, go to guitarzoom.com and consider becoming a premium member. There are three memberships to choose from. VIP, which gives you instant access to a library of short but powerful courses as well as new bite-sized lessons each month. There's also Play Songs that gives you step-by-step -step lessons so you can learn to play your favorite songs fast. And finally, there's Masterclass, university-level training on everything from soloing to music theory, from blues to home recording. For more info about these memberships and all the premium courses available to you, go to guitarzoom.com. Now back to the podcast. Now again, for me, people have commented that sometimes I'll play circular sort of vibrato. And if I do, it's simply by accident because of whatever it is I'm doing. If I'm playing kind of slow maybe, or something like that. But I, I think a circular motion of vibrato is more of a natural thing that happens. So if you just think about the fact that you're trying to pull toward the floor or push toward the ceiling and kind of decide which one works best for you, it may seem like 
your hand is moving in a bit of a circular motion. Here's one thing I want to tell you though, aside from those, okay, is that for the most part, if you think about it, what you're doing is you're taking this note that is static, right? You're just playing it and you're adding this push or pull, right? If you're going toward the floor, or going toward the ceiling, which is causing the, the string to be sharp, which is out of tune. And then you're bringing it back into tune and then you're pushing it back out of tune again. That's kind of the nature of it. If for some reason you find yourself, here's our static sound, you pull the string and then you push it over and then you pull it back, you're never coming back to the static pitch. So you're getting this. And it begins to sound very awkward because the, the ear isn't ever hearing it come back in tune. It's just always out of tune. So the trick is, is for you to decide whether you like to pull that string or push that string, or maybe you like the classical vibrato or whatever it might be. Um, again, if you play anything of modern music, I would highly recommend you get used to playing a little bit wider vibrato by pulling toward the floor, pushing toward the ceiling or whatever it might be. Um, but don't do both at the same time. Okay. Now you might ask, well, should I be pushing, you know, toward the ceiling or pull, pulling toward the floor? I do it both ways. It just depends on where I'm at in my solo. So if I'm playing, sometimes I'll push toward the ceiling. I'm going to be honest with you though. I would, I, if I have my, the opportunity, I will pull toward the floor almost all the time. That's a very common way for me to do it is pulling toward the floor. Now, if you think about it though, if I was on the first string, I can't pull toward the floor because I'm going to go off the guitar. So if I was on the first string, I would be pushing toward the ceiling. So on the first string is very much a place where I would wind up adding a bend or, excuse me, not a bend, a vibrato that's pushing toward the ceiling. Okay. So first step is relaxing. So let's go back through these a little bit and try and start building this. And of course you can pause this anytime you need to. So the first step is slow down and relax. And what I mean by that is you might be playing, let's say you're playing a, you know, a scale of some sort. So you're going, when you get to the note that you want to add vibrato on, you don't have to add it right away. You might just let the note sit for a second. begin to add that vibrato. Now again, if you think about it, my vibrato is done by rocking this hand back and forth like that. That's what I'm doing. I'm not doing this. I'm not going I'm getting this sort of weird space age kind of sound. I'm just getting to it. Okay. Now again, it's all it's all up to you. But if you if you are panicked, like I talked about in the beginning, or you're feeling very nervous, what happens is everything tends to compress together. You play faster, you play messier, you know, all these things that you're trying to do are coming together very quickly and there's no space. So you got to relax, just slow down a little bit. Okay. Then as you're playing, kind of get used to in the beginning, not doing anything to the note just for a little bit, a second, a half a second, I don't know. And then begin adding your vibrato in a very subtle manner.
that way you're letting everything breathe. And what that also is doing is it's, if, if you think about it, it's slowing down your soloing entirely. So your brain, again, you're trying not to go a thousand miles an hour in your brain as you're playing because you're nervous and you're recording or there's people around or whatever it might be. You're just slowing the whole process down. Now, when you slow it down, you've got time now to feel what this feels like. And you've got time to hear if it's in pitch, if it's in tune, if you're creating a nice uniform wave, how fast is it? How slow is it? How wide is it? What do you want to do with this thing? But if you're just going 100 miles an hour, you're never going to be able to do any of those things. It's just sort of happening like... Uh and you just get this kind of craziness that sounds like, you know, you've had too many energy drinks or something like that. Slow down. Okay. Give yourself time. That's one of the greatest things about learning how to solo is, you know, we practice all these techniques to play fast and, you know, synchronization, all these things, which is wonderful. But when it actually comes to time to solo, everything shouldn't sound like that. Like we should be able to move back and forth between high and low and fast and slow and loud and soft and all these different kinds of things. And vibrato is a great opportunity for you to finish off a phrase. Okay, so I can do a vibrato, I can move into it. You see? I can do it at any time. I don't have to end every note with it. I don't have to start every note with it. It's just when I feel like adding it. Add that vibrato in, okay? So vibrato... Uh, the, uh, let me recap the three things. Slow down and then become aware of what it feels like and what it sounds like. Decide whether moving toward the floor or moving toward the uh, ceiling feels better to you. Don't At this point, don't really worry about a classical vibrato and don't let your human nature kick in and go, well, he said, don't worry about it, so I'm going to learn. That's fine, but then you're off the beaten track again. Okay, You're in the weeds. I always tell people, try not to get in the weeds. Okay, Just like playing golf. The goal is to stay on track here. Learn to do something that's going to make your playing so much better. Don't go, well, what are all the variables? And let me study this thing for nine years. And then, no, no, no. Just just figure out something that's going to work for you that tomorrow when you get you wake up or the next day or a week from now, you're proud of what you're doing. It's feeling good. Okay? So moving the vibrato toward the floor. Moving the vibrato toward the ceiling. Figure out what works best for you. Really focus on the feel of that movement. If you're doing it this way right now, I would recommend trying to move away from that just because you can learn to have more control by pulling or pushing, okay? Now, you can do a vibrato with any of your four fingers, right? You could do a vibrato with your pinky. Or your third finger. Or your second finger. Or your first finger. Any of them can do vibrato, and you can have all four on the same time. Okay? So it's it's going to be a little bit different for everybody, but I just want you to be aware of that. Okay? So we're pushing or we're pulling. Okay? We can use any of the fingers. And we also learned that if we're on the first string, that would be a logical place to push toward the ceiling. Just like if we were on the sixth string, the logical thing to do would be to pull toward the floor. You can't, you can't push forward because you're going to go off the guitar. You know, that's a pretty average vibrato for me. 
not saying years has to sound like that. I'm just saying that's what feels comfortable for me when I play. Now, there is one last thing I want to say about uh, vibrato that's really important. Vibrato can be done with a whammy bar as well. Okay? Now, everybody's different, but with a whammy bar, what you can do is go to a note... And you can either push down a little bit on the whammy, but bring it back up, or you can pull up a little bit on the whammy, if you can, some guitars don't. Okay, so the the vibrato, when you use the whammy bar, uh, or the tremolo arm, or whatever you want to call it to make a vibrato, they tend to get a little more uh, accelerated, a little more cartoonish. And I like that sound. It's a really nice sound. So if I'm solo, sometimes I'll go for the arm. And I'll make different sizes, right? Like you might have noticed right there, it wasn't all uniform. I'm, I'm speeding it up and slowing it down. So that's another element of vibrato. I don't do it all the time. It's more an effect that I would do, and I could do that with my hands as well if I played something. You see, I can do different kinds of things. I don't do that every time I do a vibrato. That would be like, a, always equate it to a singer. If a singer is singing and every time they get to the end of a note and they go, oh, 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 it would, it would sound really weird, right? But to do it once in a while as a, an effect to your solo would be something very cool that you could do. So there's a lot of space for you to get creative with how you want to approach your vibrato, okay? How wide you want it, how fast or slow you want it, all these different kinds of things. Um, and then there's the technical aspect. Are you pulling or pushing it to, to make it comfortable for you? Do you have the right strings to make this whole you know element comfortable? Um, do you want to try and do a, a whammy one or don't you have that capability? Maybe you have a guitar that doesn't have one. So what? So you don't do that, right? Or if you do, um, does it stay in tune? You know, all of those different kinds of things. And always remember, don't get lost in the weeds. Don't start going off the wrong direction. And then all of a sudden you're just, you're studying for the sake of studying and you're not actually playing. I always want you to be playing. That's what I want. Uh, and building that confidence. So something to think about a little bit, a really great conversation to have. So Take care, practice hard, and I'll talk to you soon. Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast. Hey, Steve Stein here, and what I'd like to talk to you about now is the importance of understanding that blues 
is such an awesome style of music, but we tend to forget that when we play blues or when we write blues songs, they don't have to just be 12-bar blues. Hey, Steve Stein here from GuitarZoom.com, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you a favor? Please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Your feedback means more to me than you'll ever know. And be sure to check out my YouTube channels where you'll find over 1,000 videos to help you with your guitar playing. Thanks again for listening. Stay positive, keep playing, and keep having fun. If you'd like some help with your guitar playing but you're not sure how to get started, go to GuitarZoom.com and look for the Help Me Choose survey. By answering a few simple questions, you'll get Steve's personal recommendation of the perfect course for you. All this and more is available for you at GuitarZoom.com.